0: This episode is brought to you by farhatameen.com, a website that specializes in Islamic stickers, Muslim activity books, as well as Ramadan and e-decorations. Wholesale and reseller inquiries are also welcome. So visit farhatameen.com today. Aslam alaykum, friends, and welcome to a Muslim Mum podcast. <music> My name is Farhat Dameen and I am the host of the podcast A Muslim Mum. I'd just like to say a big welcome to all my new listeners. Um, alhamdulillah, I've had um, a number of new subscribers. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, please do so on whichever platform you are listening to this podcast on. That way you'll always get updated when there's new podcast. Uh, I've had a few um, emails about the the previous podcast, the um, part one of the series which I'm talking about why Muslim teenagers are having doubts and questioning Islam so if you'd like to email me with your views uh, my email address is info at Farhat Amin so let's just get on with uh, today's podcast so I'm gonna this is the second part of um, this series and in this top in this podcast I'll be speaking about more factors that I believe as a parent and as a high school teacher um, issues that I think are causing our kids to you know think why do I have to do this you know why is this so strict you know things like that and I also spoke to um, uh, a friend of mine who uh, basically she is a teenager she's you know she's my daughter's age and I thought it'd be really good to get uh, her perspective on this issue so I'll be you'll get to hear from her later on so right now one of the things. Um, you know as Muslims we can um as parents, I think we need to really think about who our children are friends with i think that's I think a lot of us do care about that but if if we think about it um, globally there 's one point nine billion of us you know that was a statistic um, taken in in a survey in two thousand and fifteen so we're I think we 're up to two billion now alhamdulillah uh, but if you in europe and u s we are a minority and If we end up living in an area which is, um, you know, let's say, you know, we get a job or our husband gets a job and we end up in an area where there aren't that many Muslims and we're raising our children, that is a big problem. Because um, when they're babies, it's fine. But what hap- will happen is if they can't go to if there's no local mosque or madrasa where they can, you know, go to classes, learn Quran, you know, mix with other Muslim kids, and then as they get older, teenagers, who are their friends going to be? If they don't have Muslim friends, good Muslim friends, um, their their friends are going to be non-Muslims, and that is a problem. Uh, because let's let's look at the hadith look at the advice we're given um, the prophet peace be upon him said a man is upon the religion of his best friend so let one of you look at whom he befriends that's in Tirmidhi, and it was narrated by abu herera in another hadith abu musa reported the prophet sallallahu said verily the parable of good company and bad and bad company is only that of a seller of musk and a blacksmith the seller of musk so a you know, perfume will give you some per- perfume nice smell you will buy some or you will notice a good smell as for the blacksmith he will burn your clothes or you will notice a bad smell you know from the soot and that's um in sahih al bukhari i think a lot of us have heard of that hadith um but i'd really like us to reflect on the meaning of that that if, you know, I'm thinking about when I was a um, high school teacher, I don't teach anymore, but you would always notice there'd be like these cliques and groups of kids. And children would, you know, it, who, when you're at school and who whoever's in your form or in your class, you don't have a choice. Um, but there's like, you know, 30 odd kids and they're from amongst them. You will become friends with some of them. And naturally what happens is, um, you know, you get these groups of, there'll be popular kids, there'll be, you know, kids tend to get together in racial groups um, or religious lines, um, cultural lines. Now, if our children are, if there are no other Muslim, not very few Muslim children in their area, and um, they're naturally going to become friends with people um, who, who are not the same religion, and then you just see how everyone, to be part of a group, you conform. You start to speak the same. You start to dress the same. You start to, you know, you you basically take on the look. And um, like I said, it's not just non-Muslim kids who are like this. You, you will find Muslim kids as well. There's the gossiping, the dating, the swearing, disrespecting their parents and teachers, you know, ma- um, experimenting with weed, marijuana. These are all things that... Are happening we can either choose to ignore this or we can deal with what our children are having to face and when you start seeing those changes in your children you need to think and ask them and talk to them about who are your friends if they're friends if you've never met their friends if you've never they never come to your house they are just friends online uh, you know that they're always online with these friends we need to step in and, and ask them about that who are your friends and how are is their behavior affecting our our muslim kids behavior so that's something to we need to think about now the other thing is that in the uk and us as we as adults we really are aware of this that um the governments we have are openly islamophobic i don't even need to talk about donald trump um but again in the uk there are There's a constant, you know, what they do is, um, you know, this is Labour and Conservative um, and Liberal, um, Liberal Democrats. Um, You know, we shouldn't think that Labour are better than the Conservatives or the Liberal Democrats are better because they were in power with the Conservatives. Now, if you just think about prior to an election, there is um, so much, um, well, even when there is an election, but you notice it more that um they really exploit public fears about security and immigration, and what they do there'll be a lot of negative um news about Muslims and negative headlines um and on what they do want is that to um if you create a fair of um you know of muslim that's who they're choosing now they used to do it through the Irish when you know there was troubles in northern ireland it then it's a vote winner. And so if they make out that we're going to be hard on immigration, and many of the Muslims, it's their class as, as the immigrants, um, it's a way to, they'll demonise us. And I do, again, I do not think this is um, an exaggeration. I think we all see this. Now then, imagine our kids, they're, when they're hearing this news, which is uh, portraying Muslims in a bad light. At school and outside, do they really want to be overtly Islamic? Um, I think that's the point I'm getting at, that we need to be aware of the effect it has on them and and speak to them about that. That um, do you feel uncomfortable showing, you know, that you're Muslim? Do you does anyone bully you at school over these things? You know, when Muslims are labelled as terrorists, do you get any pushback on that? And then we need uh, and then we need to talk to them about how do you deal with that? Um, and how, of obviously, how it's wrong. Um, but again, these are conversations. And, and inshallah, in, in other podcasts, I will talk about how do you explain to your kids about the how, what answers should we give them so they can confidently reply back to the bullies and the racists, you know, and the people with prejudices. Sorry. Um, right, And so now, again, um, on the blog post, you can see I've got... Um, uh, I've got some links to, you know, how negative, you know, the unbiased, so-called unbiased press is. I'll, I'll let you have a read of them there, but um, that's something to, you know, that that's something to, to to read later on. Now, now I'd like to speak about the whole idea of liberalism. And I actually think this is a really big issue. Um, and I'll tell you what, until I started reading and researching this topic, I thought, this was too hard to understand and um I think sometimes i I'm, maybe I'm generalizing you can disagree with me let me know your views um you know when it, Muslim women again I'm generalizing it's like sometimes we don't think we could either we're not we don't talk about big ideas or anything that is slightly I'm not going to say intellectual or political but generally I find conversations don't naturally amongst mums There'll be, Alhamdulillah, there'll be about the kids, there'll be about some things. But when it comes to, so I want, what, what I'm trying to say here is, I want, I'd like to, to, to tell you guys what I have learnt about liberalism. So, um, and what it is. So that's what I'm going to do first. Because I think it's affecting our children a great, a great deal. Um, now, in the previous post, I spoke about um, what secularism is. And so that's when you just make your religion very private and you don't, it doesn't, you don't make it a public thing. It's not, um, you don't talk about it. A government that is, um, like Britain is a secular country. Um, Religion, Christianity isn't, um, doesn't um, make um, any, uh, it isn't important when it comes to rules and laws in in government. So now, liberalism is another all-encompassing idea that is subtly changing the way our children think. Now, some background information on liberalism. It's an overarching philosophical system that came about 300 years ago in Europe. Liberalism sought to replace the corrupt laws of hereditary privilege, um, laws based on Christianity... The idea of absolute monarchy, the divine right of kings and traditional conservatism. So liberalism was like a um, pushback and a, a backlash to those things. Like that's what was going on in Europe. So what that meant, the king had to divine absolute monarchy. They could do whatever they want. They would make the laws. The I, the divine right of kings was that God chose the king. And it's like God, ki, the king in England was God's chosen um vice on earth that's that's what they used to believe and then all the corruption that would happen because of that liberal think um think has decided we don't want that anymore we want a new system of government okay so now what liberals believe is that morality i.e being good or bad depends on maximizing your freedom and maximizing personal choice OK, so this became the predominant system within Europe in the 18th and 19th century. The founding fathers of liberalism were secular. So th- some of them did believe in God, but they said we're going to. Um, what they began to argue was that we do not need religion and God to tell us what's right and wrong in public life. We can figure it out ourselves. OK, collectively. So then you have the idea of democracy um, and they would say we we'll use rational means. So we'll use our brain. We'll use our intellect. We'll use scientific means to determine what's going to maximize our freedom and our happiness. And so a person, human beings, became the lawmakers. That's the that's what liberalism believes that God does not make the law. People do. We you know based on our intelligence, based on collectively agreeing on things, um, using science, using rationale um so now all of the political uh, political and economic moral philosophies that came later are heavily influenced or are, are in fact a part of liberalism for example capitalism is a liberal philosophy why because it also wants to maximize human liberty and human choice so so you know then the idea of you know we should be able to make money in whichever way we want, yeah? And if we make money, that's what makes people happy. And the more money we make, we can employ people. It's, you know, everyone wins. That That's the idea. And government shouldn't interfere too much in the production of wealth. So that we live in, uh, in the UK, in the US, they're capitalist countries. So now, um all the different ide- ideologies, so ideas about society that we see today... <clears throat> i.e. feminism, modernism, individualism, they all stem from this all-embracing doctrine. Globally, every non-Muslim country has adopted and promoted liberal values. Okay, so now on the, um, again, in my blog post, I've got some more definitions and links that you can read up um, about that. And so just here's one which says... Um, Liberalism is a political and moral philosophy based on liberty, i.e. freedom, um, and uh, consent of the governed and equality before the law. Liberals espouse a wide array of views depending on their understanding of these principles, but they generally support limited government, government shouldn't interfere in the lives of people too much, Individual rights, including civil rights and human rights, capitalism, either there should be free market, um, democracy, secularism, gender equality, racial equality and freedom of religion. Okay, so superficially, like just on the surface, that definition, it makes being liberal and holding liberal views sound pretty good, I would say. You know, if our kids hear that, they think, yeah, this is good. After all, it stands for freedom of religion, it's tolerant, it advocates equal rights for men and women, it's against racism, it's pro-choice. However, on close inspection, liberalism is telling our kids they have the freedom to believe in Allah, but they are also free to choose to obey him or disobey him. It's their choice. That is what liberalism is teaching our kids, and um it that's uh for my studying of this uh I've been doing studying it for nearly a month, and that's not a long time that's what I've realized, and I really wanted to share that with you guys, that it you know when you say that um God shouldn't make the law say Allah shouldn't decide right and wrong, man should decide this." That's you're then saying, man, Muslim children, Muslim teenagers, Muslim adults, they can choose when what law do I want to follow, what rule do I not? It's my choice. I'll choose what I'm comfortable with. I'll choose my way of pract- practicing Islam. You know, it's my version of Islam. And um that is a really um that's, I think, very a very, it's like, that's a, um, an idea. It's like quicksand. Once you go down there, you get swallowed up in it because you are then choosing which parts you want to take, you're comfortable with, what's easy, what um, goes with your lifestyle, and you reject the ideas that you don't like. And living in a country that is constantly, basically everyone is doing that, that's how... Everyone else views their religion. They choose her when they want to get married, when there's a funeral, when there's a baby. They'll take it, the parts they like. And then the other bits, the laws or rules that they're just old-fashioned or they're not tolerant enough, then they leave them. And that is what our kids are now doing. Um, or maybe that's what they'll do up to when uh, they're living with us. But when they, really it's the idea of I can I can choose yeah and um so you know am I I'll um when I spoke to uh, my teenage, you know my um the teenage girl that I speak to in in later on I'll put on it's interesting what she said how she mirrored that and I I didn't I'm te- I'll be honest I did not expect her to say all those things so openly I was very surprised but it really did chime with what I was saying um so um actually what i'll do let's hear um aisha now inshallah so um we were just speaking about dating i'd just like to now talk about a few other things that um you know kind of liberal ideas and the kind and actually some of these have become laws in in some countries in europe um so and to be honest dating seems really um tame compared to the things that um we're gonna talk about now. So for example, now in um in some countries drugs are legalized. So things like, you know, whether it's marijuana in particular. My um I know someone who went to um Spain and you can buy marijuana in shops quite openly. There's some European countries that are um, they've made buying um again marijuana i think it's um i'm going to double check i'm pretty sure it's into the netherlands where you can in amsterdam where you can buy drugs it's become you know the um acceptable to do that now and loads of you get tourism just for to, to get cannab- ca- cannabis cannabis if you could tell i never say that word um cannabis in the netherlands now the thing is that Uh, before something ever becomes um law so in this country at the moment it's illegal but you have people advocating the liberal democrats the party they advocate um you know the problem the job problem is so big in this country that what they say um you know they're called the liberal party but you don't have to be part of the liberal democrats to hold liberal views anyone can hold this that but if you I've got a link on on the blog about this that it says it's time we talked about legalizing drugs and that was in June 2019 and so the way they make it sound is so reasonable that you know if we we can then tax it we can then it can be pure the sources will be pure um you know the crime the well taking the the crime will stop um uh, and it's like they can't stop the problem so let's legalize it you know Smoke, um, alcohol is even worse as we all know I don't need to tell you this Um, kills more people Um, and causes so many whether it's domestic violence whether it's drink driving you know whether it's fights and injuries but they've legal that's acceptable because I again it's the idea you're free to choose you should be able to choose what you want to put in your body whether you want to drink or, and now they're saying let's legalise drugs whereas you know, in Islam, we don't have that attitude. It's not um just because the majority are committing an in uh, something that's wrong, doing a sin basically. Um, and you know, just think of what does you know d- drugs leads to uh, the amount of people get hooked and then they get into prostitution because of it. You know, they can then the amount of abuse. Look at the number of homeless people. Drugs is is a cause of that. Any rational, any intelligent person would see that that's you don't legalize. Something that's harmful, and Allah has already made that um, illegal for us. It's haram for us. And um, but it's interesting when you're a liberal, when you hold liberal views, you then think more about well, it's our choice, and you know that's where it goes. in we will decide if that's whether it's bad for the community and bad for family, the effects it has. They, they're not looking at that. Family and community are not as important. Um, it's more about the individual. Um, now another thing that you know, liberals believe you know in freedom of speech. That includes the right to insult the prophets of all religions. You know, so the um, drawing of the of those derogatory cartoons of the prophets, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Again, in a liberal that's why they can do it because who am we who is one person to tell another person you can't draw cartoons or you don't have the right to insult or. Uh, you know, think of the way the comedy industry is and comedians. It can be really nasty and foul, even though nothing is off limits. But then that's what li- liberals believe. Yeah. Um, euthanasia, um, again, in um, in some, you know, there's um, oh, the name's suddenly gone out of my mind um, where people go, a European country where people go to get assisted suicide and again they're saying it's well it's available um in um so in Switzerland in the Netherlands um the Australian state of Victoria um it's uh they can d- dignitas that's it like you have dignity die with dignity um it's allowed in these countries and these countries ho- are very liberal um and again just think that basically you're saying you know you the, uh, imagine if Muslims in Muslim, if suicide was allowed. Can you imagine the uh, how many people, how many Muslims are going through so many hardships, but th- they don't commit suicide because it's haram. I know that must sound weird that I'm even saying that, but can you imagine just the idea to suddenly know it's a, it would be allowed to commit suicide as a Muslim? Can you imagine how many people would do that? But the, but so that. Imagine the number of people in this country, in the Western world, and there's statistics about this that are depressed. And then if they were told, "It's you can, yeah, you could, if you kill yourself, you help someone to kill, commit," so there's no nothing wrong with that. I just think that's such an awful, horrendous idea. And think of the number of people that use that criminally. Um, but again, it's something. It is legal in some countries, and it's because of liberalism. Yeah. Uh, right, again, um, prostitution, that's been made legal in, again, in the Netherlands. Um, now, gen- now, again, even the stuff, the thought, you know, and it's interesting, I watched a programme about that. And they said it's about giving women the right, you know, giving them power. So the prostitutes, it's like they're saying, it takes them away from being used by pimps. They get to keep their money. It's in a safe environment. Um And it's happening anyway, so we might as well legalise it. And of course, they're getting tax; uh, they're getting revenue from it. The government gets money. So you think, but the idea of a woman or a a man or having to, you know, sell their body—the most um, precious things to to you, your um, honour, your respect—you're willing to sell that as a commodity, and they're saying it's okay. And now the thing is that um in the programme I was watching, they were saying actually the gangs they do still control. There's so much, you know, um it's just it's become legalized, criminality has become legalized. They don't check to see are these women still being used by pimps? Um, are they uh, are, are they have they been forced into this? It's it's a very nice way to to make it look good, make it look clean and respectable when it's not it, it and, and no one can say it's respectable they always say it's the oldest trade in the world it's the most disgusting trade in the world and but again li- liberal countries and liberal politicians are have made it legal right let's just do one more uh gender equality doesn't just include equal pay for men and women you know that sounds good doesn't it equal pay for men and women but it also includes lgbt rights um, if your child wants to change their gender identity, they're saying you should support them. Just if you go online, you see all of this. We don't, you know what it is, Muslim parents. We don't. I don't think we look for these things. We don't research these things. We don't want to talk about these things. But guess what? Our kids are talking about them. Our they're um, exposed to all of this, and if we don't. Um, speak to them about we don't just say oh this is disgusting this is terrible that's not that's not where the conversation ends you have to talk about where this idea has come from and that's why I'm trying to explain to you guys it comes from liberalism and so you have to understand liberalism and explain to your children why liberalism is wrong and it's such um, an awful idea because it will it leads to legalizing drugs it allows um people to insult prophets of all religions it results in people thinking i'll help my um elderly parent to kill themselves it's oh i didn't um abortion that um the a woman has right to an abort a 24 week old fetus just go online and see an image of a 24 year old 24 a week old fetus they are fully formed they can if they're born they would survive there were examples of 20 so but it's put again it's all the pro-choice about a person's choice to uh if you know that's what um is being advocated here so now I'm not going to I'm going to end the examples there but um I think the main thing I want inshallah I'd like you to have left with is um as far as our Muslim teenagers are concerned I believe liberal ideas are confusing and influencing them massively. European Christians have wholeheartedly embraced liberalism and their teenagers are disenchanted with religion and it's inevitably leading them to either become agnostic or atheist. You know, we we see that around us, um, Christian adults and Christian children. And again, this is based on fact. Now, as Muslim parents, we need to wise up to the fact that liberalism isn't just some academic topic only relevant in university classrooms. You know, it's not something that is so deep we can't understand it. We can. I've I've understood it, guys, so you can understand it. Um, and it's the central viewpoint of the societies we're living in. It's impacting our teenagers spiritually, morally, socially and intellectually. And we need to counteract it. So, inshallah, in the following podcast, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. And I'll be breaking down different concepts like, you know, um, individualism, um, consumerism. That's another thing that um, we're encouraged to be. Feminism. You know, these are all important ideas that we need to understand. And we need to understand the, the truth of, is there truth in them? And if there isn't, how do we counteract them? Inshallah, um, Inshallah, I'll see you. I'll be on, I'll be podcasting in next week. Um, please subscribe. And I'd, I love getting emails from you guys. Um, you can listen to this on www.farhatameen.com. Inshallah, take care. Assalamualaikum. This episode is brought to you by farhatameen.com, a website that specializes in Islamic stickers, Muslim activity books, as well as Ramadan and e-decorations. Wholesale and reseller inquiries are also welcome. So visit farhatameen.com today.